This is episode 39 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Today is Tuesday. We talk about leadership and leadership development on Tuesdays. And I need to talk to you about some things that I may have said in the past. When I listened to them, I thought, well, I don't think that it's not that it isn't true. It just doesn't tell the whole story. I talked in a recent podcast episode about being organized and, and having a uh, having a Franklin planner. And I thought, you know, the truth is, if if I was a, a former colleague of mine, just pick one, pick anyone, listening to that, I'd say, Jeff, you're you might be kind of stretching it a little bit to say that you were organized. So I want to talk about leadership today without being at all the hero of my own story. Because, you know, I add to a fault probably, I don't, I don't make myself the hero of a story, but I've noticed as we've been going through these coaching episodes, I've been sharing with you the things that uh, I have gotten right, and I've been coaching you in those areas, but I really haven't been sharing with you the things that I'm not getting right, because that's a really long list, and I just want to talk about a few of them. So I said I was organized, and it is true I am organized. I like to have things in their place. I don't like a lot of clutter in my life. I like to be more of a minimalist, if possible, than having all kinds of clutter around me. So I do like to be organized. I like to keep things in the same spot as much as possible, and I have a reason for that. But the truth is I'm not, I am not administrative. I am not administrative. I do not have the gift of administration. So one of my uh, one of my staff members has the gift of administration, and I'm what you call a quick start. So you don't have to give me too much information before I'm like, okay, good, let's start it, let's go. But he's not a quick start, and the reason is that he has the gift of administration. So when he hears about an opportunity or a venture or a proposal, he starts playing out in his mind, okay, in order to do that, we've got to do A, and then B, and then C, and then D. And so he's got to think through that process. And when he can see that the strategy and the administrative steps to get from point A to point M, when he can see them all laid out, then he jumps in, then he commits, then he's ready to go. For me, I don't have to see that stuff because I fly by the seat of my pants. I just think it's going to work. I'm an optimist. Oh, it's just all going to work out. But that reflects a weakness in my life, and that weakness is is fine. It's I admit it. I acknowledge it. I'm telling you today. I've told every church I've gone to this that I am not highly administrative. In fact, administration for me is a chore and a burden and a task. Now, also, I'm a big picture person. I like to see the big picture, but I am not detail-focused. I'm just not. I mean, I'm detail-focused like around my desk and where I want to put things. Again, that's for a reason. But I'm not detail-focused when it comes to, okay, this has got to get done and that's got to get done and they got to go in this order. And it, and it really dovetails with administration. Administration and detail orientation are connected. And I am really not that blessed with either one of those. And like I said, I'm a quick start. You give me an idea and I'll jump right in and say, okay, let's go. But here's what I'm not real good at. I'm not real good at follow-through. In fact, when me and my entire staff, that seven other people, when we did one of these assessments, one of the measurements was follow-through. I literally 
I scored the lowest of all of us, it was in follow through. I mean, I need people that work with me. I need people to help me with that stuff. I'm doing other things and I can do other things well, but that is not one of them. Follow through is not one of them. And then, you know, I'm curious and I'm a lifelong learner. I would hope that I would hope that most of us, most of you listening, are lifelong learners. But one of the things I struggle with is I struggle with what is called inattentive ADHD. So here are some of the symptoms of inattentive ADHD. Often fails to give close attention to details or makes careless mistakes in schoolwork or at work. That can be me. Often has trouble holding attention on tasks or activities. Yeah, I can't focus on one thing for a real long time unless unless I use little tricks of the trade I picked up over the years to help me do it. Now, here's another symptom. Often does not seem to listen when spoken to directly. I've told my uh, associate pastor, I said, now, sometimes you just got to grab me, look me in the eye and say, Jeff, you've got to hear me on this because I'm just not, I'm just, I'm listening, Eh, but not really, but not really. I don't do it on purpose. It's just how I'm wired. Often does not follow through on instructions, fails to finish homework or schoolwork, or chores, or duties in the workplace, loses focus, gets sidetracked. Mm-hmm. I'm a people person, and I start caring about people, and then the little to-dos kind of get tossed by the wayside. But I care for people. I, I care deeply about them, except, except when, in order to care for them, I've got to follow through on some details that serve them. And then it becomes a challenge, but usually my caring for them can get me through those details. Sometimes I have trouble organizing tasks and activities. I often avoid or I dislike or I'm reluctant to do tasks that require mental effort over a long period of time. Well, that sounds like a lazy mind. The truth is with everything I do and everything I'm involved in, I can confidently tell myself, Jeff, you don't have a lazy mind, but you do have inattentive ADHD. Because I just, I have a real hard time sitting for three hours and focusing on one thing. I got to get up. I got to walk around. I got to get a drink. I got to talk to somebody. And then I have to come back at it. It's only when the hour is late, night has come, people are asleep, and I know that there's nobody who could possibly ever need me. There was nobody I had to think about because everybody was sleeping. Then I can focus. And then here's another one. Often loses things necessary for tasks and activities like school materials or your wallet or your cell phone. Oh, me? I've never lost my cell phone. Where is it? And is often forgetful in daily activities and often distracted by stimuli. Stimuli is another word for squirrels. Look, a squirrel. My son was in English class when he was in fifth grade. And his English teacher was in my small group. Her and her husband were in my wife and my small group and had been for a number of years, probably five or six years at that point. Mitch was sitting by the window and he looks out the window and he sees a squirrel and he gets distracted by it. And he says something about the squirrel. And the teacher looked at him and all of a sudden she had this realization, oh, I understand Jeff. I understand him completely. Oh, look, a squirrel. See, so these are things that I struggle with. These are things that I'm learning to 
know myself, right? This is called self-awareness, and I've known these things for years. You know, it doesn't get any easier to admit them to people that I don't have it all together, man. I'm just knocking things out left and right and A, B, C, D, E. Uh-uh. No way. I have got to set up all these little tricks in my life to get myself down the field, to get the ball down the field for me to score some yardage. We've all got weaknesses. We've all got strengths. The key is to know what they are. The key is to be self-aware. The key is to not try to be somebody you're not. And don't make pretend that you couldn't get good at something that you're just not good at. Put people in place around you. Put systems in place around you. Discover little tricks that you can use to help you get through those weaknesses and really spend the time on what you're good at. Because when you're serving and investing time in the area that you're good at, that's when you'll bring the most reward. Speaking about time, I've run out, and I'll see you tomorrow on the next episode of the Coaching for Pastors podcast.